Jason Tatum drops 55 and gets the All-Star Game MVP. But I'll tell you why. It's Joe Mazzula that really scored some points in Utah. Plus, a conversation with Kendrick Perkins. He joins me to talk about the Celtics and his new book. And it's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber, so make sure you are subscribed, and you can do that wherever you get your podcasts, whichever app that you're using. You could even do it on YouTube, watch the show, enjoy it there, hop in the comment section, and join the conversation with a lot more uh, growing uh, community of Celtics fans, it's it's great to see all the threads popping up and people having these conversations. I'm John Corrales. I used to play professional basketball a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which may have to be amended soon to start including Jason Tatum. Uh, I'm also hosting on Tuesday. This is the Monday show, so on Tuesday, I'm hosting a conversation with Kendrick Perkins on this book here, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. Uh, a memoir of his that is uh, now out. You can buy it, but you can come to the Armory in Somerville. Join me, join Park in, in that conversation on Tuesday. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, coming up in segments two and three, Perk joins the podcast first. It's me and Perk talking about the Celtics, talking about a little bit about his book, his experience uh, experiences as a member of the Celtics. Life-changing things, career-changing things. Uh, but first, let's just start with the All-Star Game, Jason Tatum, All-Star Weekend. Uh, Jason Tatum did not do well in the three-point shootout. Doesn't matter. He saved it for when it mattered. Uh, in the All-Star Game, hitting 10 of 18 from three, hitting 55 points, and getting the All-Star Game MVP. Just an amazing performance. Amazing. Joe Mazzula went out there and gave him 35 minutes, which I am not worried about at all. It's light lifting for Tatum, like the absolute lightest lifting for Tatum. So uh, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh my God, he played 35 minutes in an all-star game. He was walking for most of those 35 minutes. It was really probably I'm happy that he got that like blood flowing. <laughs> so, and uh, and it was good for Jalen Brown too. Jalen Brown, by the way, 35 points. They combined for 90 points. What it really, this is an amazing all-star game for the Celtics. Tatum goes and drops 55. He debuts his new shoe. He goes out, wins the MVP. It's named after Kobe Bryant. He said after the, after the game, I, I wanted one of those. I, I wanted to get an award with Kobe's name on it. I mean, that's huge for him. He idolized Kobe. So this is a huge honor for him. He got to show off his shoes. He changed, changed the shoes at halftime to get a different color out there so people could see it. Perfect day for him. Jalen on team LeBron was their team leader, scoring 35 points. 
they had a super fun. I was laughing. I was, it was actually like, I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed it as a fan to, to kind of see two teammates going at each other in an all-star game. Cause it, that, that was the most serious basketball we saw. We saw like three minutes of actual basketball between those two. And they each got each other, you know, Tatum hit a couple of shots in Jalen's face. Jalen got a couple of stops. Tatum got a couple of uh, stops on on Jalen, but Jalen got a couple of bu- uh, buckets. He got to do the too small, that too small bit. That <laughs> was um, that was fun. Like those two guys going at each other after the game, they really were living it up, uh, having a great time. See Deuce out there. Deuce is just uh, a fixture around Jason. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun to see. It was just a great a great weekend. And Joe Missoula, I think, scored points with Jason Tatum. Tatum wanted to win this MVP. He said after the game, I talked to my coaches. I talked to my friends. Even they being this new shoe, I want to go out there. I, I want this. I want to win this MVP. So Joe Mazzulla was like, yeah, go for it. This was not, this was barely basketball. This was the Velveeta of, you know, Velveeta is to cheese as basketball as this was to basketball. Like this was barely, barely basketball. Uh, only in that they played it on a court with the right equipment, <laughs> but no one, not even the Elam ending could save this game. And I'm not even worried about that. I'm really not worried about that. This is the all-star game is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and, and and crap all over it because it, it's a couple of things. One, it's hypocritical because we, we devalue the game as soon as somebody gets hurt. Like I, I even got a question on the radio uh, about Jalen Brown, like, do you, do you care? Should he be playing in this? And there are people out there who probably said, no, he shouldn't be playing in this. He's got a broken face. Oh, my God. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's not. It, he's got the mask on. He'll be fine. But people are like, no, why are you going to do that? It's just an exhibition. All right. Oh, if it's just an exhibition, then we can't be mad afterwards that the exhibition didn't go well. <laughs> it's just if you're going to devalue the game before, you can't then suddenly afterwards revalue the game if you don't if it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and if it doesn't matter then who cares how good or, or, or bad it is if you don't like it don't watch um and if enough people don't watch then maybe somebody will will do something and they'll change it i didn't care i really didn't care it matters to these guys the game is really about those guys this is my other point the game is about these guys it's about the players it's not even about the fans all-star weekend is not about the fans it's it's about these guys Going and seeing each other and hanging out, uh, no pressure. You can you can goof around on a court. They actually act like kids. If you put a bunch of kids out there, like they're gonna play a game and they're gonna want to shoot from fifty feet away and they're gonna want to try and dunk on one another. And this is this is kind of what the weekend has become. We don't want them to go hard. I don't want Jason Tatum to go hard. I don't want Jalen Brown to go hard. You want them to win a championship. So I don't care that they didn't go hard in this game. Like we can't, we can't have it both ways. We want them to win rings. We want them to win championships. We also want them to play hard in a meaningless all-star game. But then you can't play that hard. You know, it, it, you can't, you can't have it both ways. So I don't care. What I care about is Joe Missoula got his guys out there, or got Tatum out there. Tatum wanted to win the MVP, so Missoula said, "Sure." The minutes don't really matter because you're not working hard. If you're hitting enough shots, then I will, I'll roll. I'll roll with it. 
if Tatum didn't have that third quarter where he scored something like 27 points and got himself into contention, then I bet you he wouldn't have played much in the fourth quarter. But he just kept on hitting shots. So Missoula said, yeah, just keep on shooting the shots. If anything, it got him into a rhythm. We should be happy that he got into the rhythm. Bring that back to Boston or bring that to Indiana for the first game on Thursday. Maybe that three-point shot will start to fall. You know, the, the three-point shot that he's been struggling with all season long, well, a 10 of 18 shooting in the All-Star game, maybe he's going to just start feeling it. Maybe he's going to come out of that with a little extra confidence. It could only be a good thing, I think. It could be a good thing for Jalen, too. I thought Jalen... It was a great opportunity to, after missing a few games, light running, light jogging, get a little competitive juices flowing, go out there, see the mask, feel the mask, playing in the mask in a quote unquote live setting, get used to it. Fine with that. I thought that I thought they won, but, but Missoula really scored the points with Tatum because now if something comes up during the year, during the rest of the season and Joe needs to have Tatum be like, Hey, you got to be the decoy on that. And Tatum says, I'm sick of being the decoy. Then Joe could be like, you sick of looking at that all-star trophy that I put you in 35 minutes to go play? You sick of that? No. All right. You're going to be the decoy? Yes. Then, okay, go. Joe has now built up the capital to go do that. So I think, I mean, I'm not taking it that seriously, but he, he certainly can go to jail. I mean, if nothing else, Tatum knows that Joe Missoula has his back because this dude went out there and said, I want to win the all-star game MVP. And he went out there and started playing well enough where it was the coach's decision to say, are you going to play? Uh, am I going to play this guy? Am I going to, am I going to give him the opportunity to do this? It was Joe's choice. He could have said, nah, I'm only playing you 20 minutes. We're saving your legs. But because they weren't hard minutes, I said, yeah, man, you got this. You want this. It means something to you. And I think everybody on the court said, hey, look, I think Jason's going for this. His coach is on the sidelines. He just had this awesome shooting quarter. Let's just, let's just let this happen. You know, they kind of deferred to Tatum, which is great. It's great to see NBA players doing that. It's a good sign of respect, but really is a great sign for Tatum and for Joe Missoula because Joe now has demonstrated definitively, not that he hasn't before, but Tatum can sit there afterwards and on that flight home, he'd be like, you know what? Joe, let me get this. Joe gave me this opportunity to say, Go score your 55. Go score whatever it was going to be. Go for that. Go for that MVP. It's yours. It's yours if you want to go take it. I'm going to give you those minutes. So kudos. Kudos to Joe. Smart thing to do. Smart thing to do. That just solidifies. If anything, I come out of this all-star game thinking chemistry is solidified. And I I feel I feel pretty good about where where the Celtics, how the Celtics come out of this all-star game. So awesome. Big weekend for Boston. Give me a big couple of days here for me. Uh, I, I have already had one conversation with Kendrick Perkins, which you're going to hear next. I have another one on Tuesday night, but we're going to start the conversation. Kendrick Perkins joins the show next, uh, starting with a conversation about the Celtics, which we recorded before the All-Star game. So no references to Tatum's uh, 55 points because we recorded it 
before the game. But that's parts one and two. That's coming up next. First, I got to give this the most electric player of the week brought to you by the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Who do you think it's going to be? It's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum with the 55-point performance. And you, what you saw, what I liked about it was, like I said, that that three-point shooting that was so, so up and down to see that start to fall. And, and actually, a couple of them were off balance. And you start to see that shot fall with some confidence. That's going to be a big deal for Tatum moving forward. I think that... Uh, an elect a truly electric performance in this kind of all-star game on top of the dunks on top of the fun dunk where there's a great picture of LeBron kind of jumping. <laughs> he's got a great look on his face. He's like jumping out of the way of Tatum's like his hands are up, but he's just like, mm, Nope business decision. But Tatum did have an electric night uh, in Salt Lake city. And of course this was, that's what the, 2023 Nissan Aria is all about. It packs pin you to your seat power with premium intelligence, all in one electric vehicle. Here, uh, Pierce <laughs> Tatum was out there. Uh, I would call this an elegantly powerful game from from him. An elegantly powerful performance uh, from from Jason Tatum. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. You can shop now at NissanUSA.com. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On NBA. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. And uh, not this week, though, because I'll be having my conversation with Kendrick Perkins at the Armory in Somerville. But I'm usually there on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. It's a good show over there in the Locked On NBA feed. Rotating hosts all week long. Check it out. It's also on YouTube. Again, we recorded this conversation before the All-Star Game, but here's part one of my conversation with Kendrick Perkins. It is my great pleasure to have Kendrick Perkins, former Celtics Center world champion, uh, currently uh, a great media personality, making waves, and the author of this book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins, which I have right here, which we're going to talk about together on Tuesday at the Armory in Somerville. If people, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, get them. It's going to be a fun conversation. Perk, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, John, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate everything that you do. And thanks for having me on. All right. Let's, let's start off with, this is the Lockdown Celtics podcast and people want to get your thoughts on the Celtics. It's funny because we don't hear, I don't think we hear enough of the best team in the NBA. We hear about, ooh, are the Lakers going to make a run? Are they, you know, we hear about a lot about LeBron, which, okay, I get it. He's LeBron, but I don't think there is enough attention paid to the team that has had the best record in the league, basically, except for a couple of days all season long. What, you know why, John? Because what are we going to continue to say at this, know, at this right? moment? At, right. So, like, at this moment, for us myself, it's like, I came out before the season and said the Celtics have the deepest roster in the NBA, in my opinion, right? The best roster in the NBA from top to bottom, no gaps to fill. And then all of a sudden, you know, I see Brad, he had shooting at the trade deadline and I, and I love the additions, but it's like, 
with the Celtics, we expected this. Like we expected them to be this good, right? And it's not about the regular season uh, when it comes down to the Celtics. I think, especially, you know, in the national media, once it get more to that postseason time, that's when you're going to hear more about the Celtics, right? Because that's right. that's their moment. Like the regular season, we know they're sixty plus. A win team. We know that they have superstar power and superstar talent in Jason Tatum and even Jalen Brown in my eyes. We know they, they have the role players. Now, I will say this. The only thing that could happen is the only kind of question marks is like I'm a little bit concerned about Robert Williams, right? I haven't seen mm -hmm. him consistently yet, John. Consistently on the floor enough. Like he didn't show us flashes, but I'm concerned about his health a little bit. I'm concerned about his availability when it matters the most is he going to be able to make it through, you know, four seven game series to capture what the Celtics trying to get to. And that's ultimately winning the championship. Yeah. He is such an important part of what they do. Um, especially obviously when, when you have a guy like that, that spaces the floor, like he does that vertical lob threat. What does that, what does that do? Like when, when you're out there, I mean, you, you were out there setting picks and rolling, but you weren't, you weren't going up for those lobs like that. What, what kind of attention does he draw well, and how does that open things up? Well, when you look at it on the offensive end, just him being a dynamic roller opens up driving gaps for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and everybody else who's involved with the pick and roll. It also opens up wide, more wide open shots because you have to pay attention to him. You have to pull in in order to respect him at his, his live threat ability at the basket. And now all of a sudden, those like contested shots are now halfway contested shots because the defense have to get sucked in and then rotate out because you have to respect the lob and his ability to catch lobs. And also, even at the dunker spot, like when he's at the dunker spot, like you got to make sure in the film room teams are saying, hey, man, make sure you're sitting on his legs when the other big go to help. Make sure like you got an eye on Robert Williams because he's, he's that athletic. And when you have that, it makes the offense that much easier and it makes everybody's job so much easier. Defensively, he allows guys to pressure up on the wing position. His ability to cover ground, his ability to cover ground for his getting out there and contesting and blocking jump shots, John, Robert Williams, Jason Tatum said it. Robert Williams is the most important piece in, to them for as them winning the championship. Tatum said it himself, and I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. And no, he is, he is incredibly important. Um, but also, on top of that, you've got, like you said, such a deep roster. I want to get your take on that game in Milwaukee. Now, on the outside, we look at that and we say, hey, this is, uh, in a way, a moral victory. Now, you, I don't know if you take a moral victory out of anything, because I know when you play it, it's about you. It's wins and losses and whatever. But with so many guys out against Milwaukee, and you see the performances that they got from so many players, what what do you take from that as a player? Well, well you know what? It, it gives the other guys who are out an opportunity to actually appreciate what they have on their team. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So so now Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart is sitting up. They out and they saying, hold on, man. Like, we could trust Grant Williams a little bit more and trust his decision-making a little bit more. We could trust that he could get a little bit more done offensively. Hold on, man. Derek White have shown us that not only can he win Eastern Conference Player of the Week, 
right in a conference with Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum and Giannis and Trey Young and the list goes on, like, it goes to just show you, like, hey, don't take them guys for granted. And we really got the pieces what we need. So we have zero excuses. Like, we have zero excuses. We can't cry and say, oh, we don't know. We have that. And we need to appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like that's that's what I've been saying. Like, you, you already know what you have on the team. But when you see Derek White playing the way he's playing, it makes you more willing. Like, one of the things that I loved what I saw in the Detroit game is that Jason Tatum, like, really invited the double teams because they obviously didn't have Jalen. So teams are going to double. But instead of trying to beat each double team, he just said, all right, follow me closer to half court. And then he dumped it off and let the rest of the guys play four on three. That to me, it's like, oh, when you, when you really trust your guys, that's the type of play that you're going to get from Tatum. And then, and then when you're beating them four on three, then Tatum can get going later in the game. I think that level of trust is going to be what gets them that championship. Absolutely. And, and John, guess what? It's called growth. Yeah, It's called growth. And it's, it's Jason Tatum learning how to be a superstar. And KG always used to say, Perk, I'm telling you, the way I evaluate superstars is if they're able to get theirs and make guys around them better. Like KG said, I'm going to go out here and get 20, but I'm going to make sure some type of way Perk get 10. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's 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 the next step. And, and it's it's much props to Jason Tatum because you know what else it showed me? Forget him being in the lab and working out. We already know he going to do that. He got his eyes and he's in that film room because yeah. now his decision-making has taken another leap. And that just goes to show that he's putting all and more into his craft. And it's not just about on the court. It's about that mentality. It's about how much film are you going to watch like a Ray John Rondo. Back with more. With Perk, we'll get into some of the stuff from his book and uh, the the experiences that he had, the a workout with KG, the 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 meeting with Doc that changed his entire career. It's all coming up next. First, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar that is covered in chocolate. It's like a candy bar. If you are trying to get rid of that. You know, trying trying to make good on a resolution or trying to just be better. You know, you got that sweet tooth and it, it's just causing you problems. Try a built bar instead because you're getting 130 calories, but only four grams of sugar and basically 17 grams of protein in each bar. So if you are using it for fitness purposes, maybe after a workout, it's great because it doesn't blow out your cardio, it doesn't negate anything, and the protein will help you build your muscles. You can use it as a meal replacement. You can do a built Bar banana and a glass of water in the morning, and that's going to get you going for your day. Uh, you can do it as a snack, throw it into your, your bag, your, you know, on top, not just your gym bag, but your work bag, or if you're traveling, a travel bag, great on a plane, like in the middle of a flight, and you say, I'm not going to buy one of these overpriced things. We have myself a built Bar. You can get them at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. You get 15% off. You can go to a Walmart, go into the pharmacy section, and get yourself a four-bar box. You can go into a Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box. So plenty of options now. They're starting to pop out out there in the wild. So plenty of options. Whenever you see a built Bar, I say grab one. You're going to thank me later. Well, this, this is a great transition here. You talk about growth and, and things that you've experienced in your past. Let's get into a little bit of this discussion 
of your book here um, because it's a really great book and it, you really touch on a lot. But I, I want to touch on your story, which starts on this drive from Beaumont. You start right away on the drive from Beaumont and, and you get biblical with the references. You get biblical with your, hey, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make sure that I don't look back and I'm only looking forward. Uh why, why was that the place that you start the story and, and, and why, why were, were those biblical references so important to you to include? Well, because one, I was raised in the house with my grandparents, uh, raised by my grandparents because of my mom being shot and killed by her best friend when I was five years old. So <clears throat> with the struggle that I had, and the journey and the sacrificing that I had to do to just to get drafted. You know, I was so I was so damn happy, John, just that I got drafted. My country self didn't even know nothing about shipping cars. And at that time we didn't have Google Maps. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 I'm with a road map with one of my great friends, George Davis, and we loaded up my truck and we took off across country heading to Boston. And it was no looking back for me at that moment. You know, it was only going forward. Was I going to miss my grandparents? Yes. Was I going to miss my high school sweetheart? Yes. But I was on a mission. And that mission was was that I wanted not only to continue my basketball career, but my whole goal was was that I had to take care of my grandparents. Like, yeah. they took care of me, and that was priority number one. So whatever I had to do to do that, and that was basketball paving the way in my love for the game, that's why my journey started the way it did. So when I left Beaumont, yes, I left a community, but I left those two people in particular is what kept me on my mind and kept me biblical. There's a lot in this where you talk about Pear Orchard and <laughs> the, you know, you you get deep. You get deep and you talk about racial history and all of that stuff. Um, that That's something we're definitely going to talk about that Tuesday. Because that's something that is 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 shaped you and and is is really pulling in this book, but that drive that that pear orchard which raised you now puts you in Boston. Yeah. That first the first couple years now you go from Perk the 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 big Perk who was big and powerful, and now you got to become NBA Kendrick Perkins. What, what talk about that transition? What was that transition like? Learning what it was like to make you player, a successful player who had a 14-year career. Well, that that process started with the guys that I had in the locker room, right? And I always tell people, man, the organization that you get drafted at that matters. And at that time, I had a great group of vets: Tony Dill, Walter McCarty, Tony Batie. Uh, you know, uh, Eric Williams, like they actually showed me the way. And I had an honest, old school, hard nosed coach in Jim O'Brien that mm -hmm. told me, if you don't get yourself in shape, you're going to be out of here. And I mean, I will trade you in the next two months. You better get to working. And I mean, mm -hmm. and right there, it, it is it, it right there was with me that but I got to get my act together. Like, this not going to get it. And I was so shamed because. You know, in high school, you get away with everything, right, for us, just your eating habits and stuff like that, and you don't have to weigh in and get your body fat done. So I'm, I'm guys taking off their shirts, and, and abs are just poking out every damn way. <laughs> well, I'm taking off mine in this flab. I'm 25% body fat, 
They're like, oh no, sir. Like you need to be under 10 or 12. Like mm-hmm. we got you gotta get it right. And right there, I knew it. And the best thing that happened for me was that from the jump, I started off on the injured reserve list. Meaning mm-hmm. I wasn't in the plans of rotation. My plans was you go get right. And I always tell people this, John, nothing gets you right like the like actually being in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Danny Inch, right? Took me under his wing since day one about life skills, about discipline, about drinking habits, about not uh, partying habits and, and the sacrificing. Hey, you got 24-hour access to the practice facility. Take advantage of that. Don't be the first one, and I don't care if you're finished with your work, be the last one to leave. That's what yeah. rookies do. Uh, two important, I think, flashpoints for you that I'd love to hear about your, your first meeting with doc rivers and that first practice in Rome and that, that moment where I love this moment. I can't tell you how much I love this moment. Perk you, Paul Pierce watching KG work out and Pierce telling you, he's not going to invite you in. You got to go ask. And when you asked KG gave you a smile, I can pitch, that smile, and I can picture what's going through through his head. They're going like, "Oh, you want some of this, big fella?" Yeah. Come on, tell me about those. And so, so just just about so about Rome, real quick, right? It was like we had Rome. We just had a great first practice. I mean, second team going at us, and I'm sitting on the side. I'm waiting for a court to open up so I can get extra work in, and KG getting his work in, and I'm watching. And I remember Paul sitting on the side of me saying, bro, that's a Hall of Famer right there. Like, you need to be in the mix with him. Like, he's not going to ask you. He's not going to invite you. You got to go up to him and tell him and force your way in. I said, man, but look how serious KG is, P. And you know me and KG relationship wasn't all that when he was in Minnesota. I'm still filling him out. He filling me out. He like, nah, bro, and boo too. He like, you got to go up there and let him know that you want in. And right then I went and I was like, Ticket, man, I got to get some of this work in with you, big fella. He, he was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And was I going into it, John, thinking that I was going to be KG? Hell no. But I also was going in there to know I was sharpening my skills. Yeah. I was sharpening my skills. And so that was that. And then the first question, I'm sorry, John, that you. Doc, you and Doc. Oh, this, this right here was the realest conversation ever with Doc Rivers. This say this is why I had a 14-year career. Doc Rivers called me into his office, and I'm like, well, damn, I ain't did nothing. I'm always working out. I'm doing everything you ask. You know, you go in the, the coach's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what did I do? You, really don't, you haven't developed a relationship with him yet. You're kind of like, ah, right, what's up? Doc called me in, and he say, Perk, you got two options. You could try to be a franchise guy and make an all-star team, which is probably not going to happen. And you probably will have a short career. Or you could be the perk who I want you to be and I know you could be. And that's an anchor on defense. Forget what everybody else is saying. Finish around the basket. And you will have a 14, 15 plus year career being the star in your role. Pick and choose which one you want to do. Now, it's going to be hard because you're going to see guys get more of an opportunity to score the basket. But you can make you some money. You can take care of your family. 
and you could play 15 plus years in this league if you be a star in your role. Right there, I don't know what it was with Doc that made me believe in him, but I'm glad I did. And I yeah. took his advice. I sounded out all the nonsense, and I was the best version of Perk that Doc Rivers wanted me to be. And damn it, I had a 14-year career, John. Yeah, man. And look, I'd tell you right, tell you right to your face, Celtics don't win that championship without you anchoring that defense. You and KG in that back line. You guys, you guys, like nasty, nasty back there. So yeah, you know. Um, all right, I'm gonna end it with this. I gotta ask this question because there's gonna be a lot of time on Tuesday to talk about KG stories. I mean, KG has broken many, many men. And so uh, how you survived the KG thing is a testament. Uh, to yep. your your mental uh, ability to, to to withstand a lot, I'm sure. But I want to talk here just quickly about fatherhood because um, I know that's that's very important to you. What is what has shaped you to be the father that you are and the father that you want to be? Well, well, one is my wife that I've been with since high school. All right, she's been my backbone. She sacrificed so much, but two, it was my dad not being in my life and me not having sisters or in, and brothers, no siblings, that I wanted a family and I wanted to make sure that I was there and be that dad that my dad wasn't to me because I knew that void that I was missing. I knew that, that, that mentorship, that leadership that I was missing every single day of my life growing up. And I said to myself, I would never, ever put my kids through that, and I will always be there for my children. I always tell my wife this, John. I always tell her, I say, we got to always make sure in these, these tough conversations that if something happens to you or me today or tomorrow, that our kids are in great hands. I said, because I went through that. I went through that when my mom died, and I, I was living with my grandparents, and they did a hell of a job. But I was always searching for not the old school way, but I was looking for the leadership of today from different men. And I had to go to a variety of men to get that. And they did a good job, but it's nothing like that dad feeling. It's nothing like having that dad in your household that's going to tell you, hey, boy, or get on you. Let's go get extra shots. Like my grandpa did what he could, but it's not like an actual dad that's right there. And so I never wanted my kids to experience not experiment me being there not having my love and companionship on a day-to-day basis well there's a lot to get to in this book again it's the education of kendrick perkins buy it if you can't make it out on tuesday but if if you're around Boston and you haven't bought your ticket yet it's the summerville get on 40 bucks gets you in gets you the book gets you a conversation perk and i will be on the stage talking and then you get a q a kendrick perkins i appreciate you taking some time out to hop on the podcast. It was a great, great conversation. John, I appreciate you, brother, and love you for this, man. And I thank you for everything and, and, and actually, you know, everything you do in the media space and also helping me, you know, with my ed- the education of Kendrick Perkins. It means a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Great conversation with Kendrick Perkins. This is the book, Education of Kendrick Perkins. It's available now. Uh, pick it up. Wide-ranging. It's got a lot of stuff in here. It's an interesting book, and uh, I'll be talking about it again at the Armory, Somerville, Tuesday. If you haven't picked up a ticket, go to the Armory's website, pick yourself up a ticket, come hang out with us. We'll be up on stage. You'll get an opportunity for Q&A. There'll be a meet and greet afterwards. It's going to be a great night, so check that out. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
back for a full week of podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast, whichever device you use, whatever app you use. It's on YouTube as well. Head on over there into the comment section. Discuss the show. Discuss Jason Tatum. Discuss if you know, disagree with me, whatever you want. It's all there. Do it in the comment section. And share the podcast. Tell your friends and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.